It's the Love and Our Weight podcast, and we're so glad that you've joined us today. Together with Pastor Ben Teefy and Pastor Jason Aitchison, we're diving into theology to talk real life and learn how we, like Jesus, <laughs> can <laughs> leave love in our wake. I'm Bethany Thompson. Let's go. Get it on. <laughs> we love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, we're diving into love in our wake again, and we want to kind of land or kind of launch off from the thought of maybe we are leaving love in our wake after oh, all. That's so good. Throwing it out there, are how we? And how would how would that be the case? I just want to say I'm really glad to have Bethany back at the office. Oh, you, my goodness. You, you may hear a tiny crackle in her voice from time to time. She's had the dreaded loogie, yep. and, uh, but now she's back. And she's dropping it like it's hot already, isn't she? Yeah, already dropping it like it's <laughs> hot. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we already are living love in our mm. wake. Okay, unpack it, Bethany. Yeah, well, I think we've touched on that a little bit before in one of the previous episodes, but we're definitely leaving something in our wake. But so. maybe it's actually where our affection lies, therefore where our love lies. Mm. Maybe that's what we're leaving in our wake. Because we have kind of touched on the fact that we've, we've, we can leave destruction in our wake, we can leave anger in our wake, but maybe we actually are leaving a form of love or love for something mm. in our wake. Boom. Wow. I What's guess your thoughts on that? Do you think that's accurate or do you think there's something that we can pull mm. apart in that? I guess for me, at the moment, I'm like making jam at the moment. So all I want to do is talk about- What kind of jam are you hang making? Hang yeah, hang what's you going on here? You just get to fly over that. <laughs> yeah. What type of jam? Are you, is this like some creative way of talking about a new music genre? Or are you talking yeah, about- Yeah, yeah that's like right. Jamming up. Uh, sweet have you seen that show, That's dark. My Jam? Uh, no, no, we've got like some fruit trees at home and I, I didn't want anything oh. to go to waste. So I've like canned peaches and I'm making jam and that kind of thing. But Can like, I just make a point though, that we haven't seen that come on our desk yet? Yeah, there's in any form of gift. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Again, I'm making the jam yeah, for Jason. <laughs> <laughs> if, if your guy's name started with a J, you might get the jam. Can I, <laughs> I resummarize? Oh. Can I resummarize? You um, have fruit trees. Yes. To avoid wastage, you make jam. I'm making jam. What I've f- never done it before. What flavored? Yeah. So we've got peach got. and plums. And mm-hmm. We've got an orange tree and that kind of thing. But um, I guess like this is a whole new thing for me, and so I, I'm. Oh, really it is new news. It's totally yeah, new, right. new for everyone. I right? would look at Jason's beard, and I would go, "He could be." An Amish girl, but now I know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> now I know he definitely is. He definitely is. Come on, Next that butter. Uh, well, I mentioned it to someone at church on Sunday, and they just gave me the weirdest look of like, "You what? You made you made jam? Like, peach jam? Yeah, pump, yeah. What? All peach. mixing the flavors or each individual? No, fruit just like it is peach. Category. It okay, is good. Plum I validate jam. that. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of feel like this is the start of one of those country country music songs that starts with a hip hop. <laughs> I got peaches and plums and I'm making my jam. My dog broke up with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. Minute. But like because it's new for me, or because yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm researching it, I'm looking into it, I, I'm I'm watching videos just to learn how to do this thing. I'm passionate about it, and so I, I bring it up in conversations. I make it a YouTube post, and I want people to be as excited about the jam as uh, Beth is giving me love hearts. <laughs> She's like, "Give me some jam." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to, I have to taste jam, this jam. jam. I have to taste this jam before I <laughs> knew whether I was excited. But that's a classic case 
case in point because the other day you and I bumped into each other yeah. and you just inserted a throwaway statement into it. Yeah. Hey, what's up, bro? How are you going? And you're like, oh, I'm yeah, making good. jam. I've been making jam. <laughs> you know? And I just thought, oh, he's doing hip-hop music from his computer. <laughs> <laughs> Highly likely I that too. I didn't realise it was actually <laughs> preserved. Yeah, preserved yeah. You're a preserver. Yeah. I'm a preserver now. If you had an AR-15, you would be one step away from being a prepper. <laughs> I've always enjoyed the prep stuff. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, like, I, I'm excited about it, and so I share it. And so, you know, if I'm in love with something or if I want to share love with someone or, uh, you know, show the love of God or show mm, the mm. love of jam, yeah. I'm going to insert it into conversations. But, yeah. um, and You're so leaving jam in your wake, baby. Leaving jam in your wake. Not on my delicious. desk yet, though, just a point. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so, one point, has to question just how much love for jam Jason has if he's not or, giving any jam in his or wake. For his colleagues i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i am thinking of one colleague that i'm giving it to for their secret santa but shh oh. now we'll know how they know let's They'll take know. a guess no, no. <laughs> yeah i think that's a good point though isn't it so every person is already leaving something in their wake right and through a lifetime of formation and habituation we don't have to try to leave that in our wake. Whatever we dig, whatever we into, really whatever we love, whatever we give most focused attention to, mm. that's what we leave in our wake, right? If you're into cars, you talk about cars to everyone, you yeah. find a way to work it in. Golfers are amazing at this, right? Golf, especially golfing preachers, you know, they, everything <laughs> is a golf illustration. So, totally. man, does this guy ever turn up to the office or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you already leave it in your wake. And, and then, therefore, one thing we could do is we could reverse engineer um, what it is we truly love by having a look at what we're truly leaving in our wake. Mm. What we leave well, in our yeah. wake is a product of our loves, right? And and more pointedly, really, whatever it is that we've spent most time longing for, yearning for, chasing after, marinating on, percolating on, all those things, that's really what we love because mm. that is the product of love, right? Mm. Love, is, love is the focused, devoted attention to something, part of it anyway mm. and therefore whatever i give love loving focused attention to that becomes a force that shapes me and mm. then because it shapes me it unconsciously is left in the trail everywhere i go so mm. that's why you can insert jam without even trying into and now there's like half a podcast podcast <laughs> episode on jam that's right that's right do you know it's a really cool thought because again a couple of episodes ago we were looking at kind of what are the things that you have negatively or you know other than love have left in your wake but this is actually a way of turning it on its said head and actually saying well, it's actually showing, those things are showing what you love. Mm -hmm. So, in turn, mm -hmm. if you want to leave love like Jesus in your wake, you actually need to change what you love. Wow. Yeah. So, what we're saying then is, like a couple of episodes ago, we referred to parenting and how we can kind of fixate on ourselves mm -hmm. and then leave impatience in our wake, or we can focus on our children and leave patience and love in our wake. Yes. But really, we're leaving love either way, either love for ourselves and our agenda, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. we touched on, or love for our kids and our family or whatever else is happening around us, which I think is a really cool way is, again, again, we're changing our love. Mm, we're not mm, necessarily mm, – cha mm. and changing our focus, we're not necessarily going, oh, stop leaving impatience. Totally. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. no, just, just change what you love. It's actually a more positive way to look at it. Mm, Have you got any reflections mm. on that? Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is like everything that we – that we do whenever we have the complete freedom to do whatever we want, mm. right? That shows what it is we truly love. 
And so the idea, yeah. the idea for all of us in terms of Christian discipleship and devotion is to work out, am I giving Jesus, am I making Jesus the center of my lovings, my longings, my yearnings, my seeking after my devotion? But we're all doing, we're spending that energy somehow, you know, whether it's, it's V8, true, yeah. V8 motor cars, jam making, you know, um, martial arts, like, true. you know, choose your poison, Taylor Swift, whatever. Um, we're, we're, we're taking our, the compass of our heart and we're shining that needle to our true magnetic north mm. and the magnetic north is either christ or it is something else but whatever we let that needle point towards we then devote loving energy to which yes, becomes really. habit building and that's a self it's a you know it's a reinforcing cycle mm. whatever i'm loving is shaping me and then that's that is having a transformational effect on my life mm. because you're investing your life into it is that yeah. right like yeah. and, and as you invest your life into it you um, I guess you obsess over it in a, in yep. a sense, mm-hmm. and so jam you you insert the the conversation, or you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. recently you and I had a conversation about children and mm-hmm. and disciplinary mm-hmm. systems, and uh, I implemented a new system based on that conversation, which mm-hmm. has been awesome. Um, and so I think absolutely, I remember years ago I heard uh, our old senior pastor, Pastor Paul, um, he was sharing the idea that uh, the more we love God, the more we love people. So the more mm, I love God, mm, the better mm. husband I am because I'm more loving to my wife. The more I love God, the better father, brother, friend I am. I I, I become more loving because I become what I obsess over. I become, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to become jam. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know, I've always kind of seen you a bit fruity. <laughs> <laughs> a little sticky sometimes too. <laughs> so funny. Um, but like, yeah, the more I love something or the more I I obsess over, I mm. guess in a sense, yep. the more I can't help myself but express that. Yeah. And so I think even to the point of your uh, statement of online social media, I think you've said that, um, you've said it recently anyway, mm. um, where, you know, our secret worlds and that kind of thing on this online world, mm. it always comes out. Like it always, you know, it comes out from the depths of our heart. It comes out of us. So like mm. it might be an accidental slip or something like that, um, but it always comes out of us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so what you're referring to is the conversation we were having about living in a disembodied digital reality. Mm. And this is the phenomenon of slacktivism, right? They call it slacktivism. That um, young people, let's pick on millennials <laughs> or, or, or the younger ones, right? That they go and they sign a change.org petition and mm. they share a couple of Facebook posts, right? And let's take climate activism as one example, right? They, yeah, yeah. they share a couple of things. They, they turn up to a protest, but don't dare turn the aircon off in my school classroom. Mm, I want yeah. my iPhone fully charged at all times. I want my Wi-Fi going at all times. I want cold food in the fridge at all mm. times. I'm never going to hand wash a dish or a piece of clothing. So all my um, climate activism says everyone else should change, but I'm not actually doing anything about my own convictions, right? So that's mm. called slack, slacktivism. Um, just thinking about it, you know, Zoolander, just thinking about it became the most rewarding experience of my life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so slacktivism is dif- this disembodied digital... <laughs> Um, tendency to feel passionate about something and to say, well, I feel strongly about climate change, so I did something online about it. Mm. And anyway, now back to my normal life. And my normal life doesn't reflect anything to do with those convictions, right? Mm. And that's the uh, Cartesian problem of I think, therefore I am. Just just saying saying love is an idea I hold to. Oh, you know, it's like um, saying to someone, I love you. I do love you. 
oh really <laughs> do you know what I, I think know. this is a cool thought because I have been like in my head going how can we have so many super spiritual people mm, out there mm, in the mm. world but yet they don't look like Jesus yeah yeah but that's where I kind of wonder if it's a little bit like that mm. that there's kind of this superficial oh this matters to me this matters to me but in actual fact are we living in the word yeah. and is the, are we allowing that to transform our mm. life so mm. that we mm. become like Jesus right yeah. because it's not just saying I love God or worshipping with your hands the highest and right now my hands are up high but mm. you know mm. or mm. shouting the loudest in worship or responding to every altar call like mm. that's mm. still that's Sunday you know yeah Yep. But it's really like what is our Sunday to Saturday life looking mm, like? Mm, because mm. that's really determined by whether we love God or not, mm, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. how do we act? What are we doing with our daily disciplines, you know, in the Word, yep, in prayer yep, and all those? Yep. Would you think that? Is yeah, there any reflections yeah. on that? Mm. I think about in the sense of I had a conversation with a young guy just recently about um, they wanted to make a decision for Christ. And my biggest question to them wasn't because they grew up in the church. Sure. But um, – what is Christ to you? Like, how do you perceive God? Because you will, if you perceive God in a way that is not loving, is not Christ, actually Christ-like. So you can read all the things online. You can read all the theologies, all the opinions. Yeah. But if you're not actually reading in context, reading in the idea, like the actual truth of the scripture, what you're reflecting or what you're giving your life to when it comes to a relationship with God you're actually not going to give your life to what God is. And so when you are trying to leave love in your wake or when you're trying to reflect the very nature of Christ, if you don't see Christ in a way that is loving or is, you know, like your street preachers who mm, um, mm. go, sure, go yeah. to hell, you know, and like Christ never did that. Um, your perception of God is very much going to determine the reality that you yeah. live. Exactly, sure. exactly. And mm. so I think... Um, when we're leaving love in our wake or when we're doing this in action, um, we've got to make sure that we actually have our, our understandings of who Christ is or uh, what we love. So if I'm making jam, again, bringing Jack back mm -hmm. to the jam, mm -hmm. if I'm making jam but I'm making it wrong and it's going to go bad, but I'm telling like you, Beth, how to make jam, you're <laughs> making bad jam. True. And so now Thanks. we're all making <laughs> bad jam. <laughs> yeah, monster but, jam. But monster then also jam. I wonder too, is there a level of self-deception with some of these things that mm. we say we love God, but in actual fact there's a level of I like to think I do. Mm, mm. Well, actually, I think because ultimately what we love most in our culture, right, we don't walk down the street and see the god of war statues or the god of, you know, yeah. sex or whatever. You know, we don't see these idols that we stop and drop a quick offering to and then keep going like the ancient world or other cultures on the planet today, yeah. right? So our idol is the idol to the self. Yes, mm. very much The so. temples we visit are shopping malls. Absolutely. They have... You know, there's a lot of um, anthropology around shopping malls that they are the modern temple, basically. Their architecture is astoundingly similar oh. to worship precincts, right? Absolutely. It's astounding. Anyway, so what we do is we go to the temple to the self and our liturgical practices are walking through there fantasizing about all the ways life could be better and more consumeristic wow. for us and, you know, how much time and energy is spent obsessing over gaining products, consumer goods, all this stuff. So that's our culture's liturgy. That's our culture's religion, yep. self, you know, um, and mm. therefore that's why we leave narcissism in our wake because self is what we love of course so thinking about it through that lens then we have to work out well yeah those that idolatry of the self is one of my dominant hang-ups it's what i love and yearn after and long for but now i've got to be reformed because ultimately if really what i truly love is self 
But then with my lips, I go, oh, no, but I should love God. So, yeah, 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 I love God. Yeah. God becomes a Band-Aid that's stuck over a deep core of narcissism. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's the utilitarian God, right? God is just a, a handy multifunction tool that I whip out of my pocket whenever I need something. I hardly pray, but, boy, I do when I get to the shops at Christmas time because I really want a car park. So, suddenly, wow. I'm shooting up prayers to car park Jesus today. Oh, God, help me get a, help me get a car park. You know what I mean? Like, God just becomes that vending machine thing because, really, I love myself and then my discipleship and spirituality is really still i only love the things that god i only love god in the ways he benefits me right wow. so i don't love holiness i don't love meditation on the word i don't love spiritual disciplines i don't love serving others without an agenda all these mm. things why because none of that underscores what i truly love myself wow. and that's the dangerous thing for all of us is you know the question what do you love right we would all answer it one way with our lips but in truth in our hearts we might not love what we think we love yeah. we might not even be aware we might be completely self-deceived that we're still worshiping at the altar of self the idolatry of self that our culture has discipled us into and um, i think that's highly likely because in our culture because it's not so overt that i'm dropping coins at a temple yeah it's not as easy go oh well i don't do that anymore yeah right yeah. like and i I think then how do we know, like how do we ascertain the level of self-deception mm. or the level in which actually what I know in my head is true in my life, you know? Yeah. what You know, yeah. how, how do we ascertain that? Because I feel like mm. that is yeah. kind of crunch yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. And this is where you go, you go some standard, standard old school preaching. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, for example... Have a look at have a look at our diary. You know, actually, not your yeah. diary, not your upcoming appointments. Retrospectively, have a look at your timesheet of life, right? Yeah, and that's work a out very good thought. When I had fr free time what and I, I could do or think about or reflect on anything I wanted, what was that? Wow. The the mean average of those things. That's what you truly love, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just like ooh, on that. Yeah. That's intense. That's. I don't know if you if you're listening. That is actually a very wise thing to do over the last two weeks, just to take a a, a quick stock take of where you've spent your time, your free time. Yeah. Take the average meaning of that, and that is what you love. Wow. And thinking creatively about it, right? Yeah. Because let's say it's one thing to be, oh man, I've been obsessing over my next drug score, or you know, like sort of overt overt issues, right? Yeah. But some people would have a benign time filling pastimes right mm. oh, i just ne i just binged seven series on netflix what's wrong with that it wasn't even particularly unwholesome content yeah yeah that's right but that still says something about what you truly love right what you true oh, i don't have time to help anyone oh, i don't have time to serve god yeah. oh, i don't have time to help anyone in crisis or feed the poor or yeah. you know whatever right i don't have oh but i have time for seven series on netflix why well cuz i want to ah yeah i want to do that but I don't want to serve the poor for argument's sake, right? Wow. Why, why don't I want to do that? Because I love myself and no one else. Mm. Of course. Mm. Makes total That's sense. Right. That's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Which is, again, just a really good reflection because we are leaving love in our wake. But what is it that we're loving? Yeah. And the point of our podcast and the point of our life as disciples of Jesus mm. is that we love Jesus mm. more mm. than we love ourselves. Yeah. Right? Wow. And so then, therefore, it is, hey, how do we change? If we've just taken a stock take just now, how do we change and turn from ourselves and then go, actually, I want it to be God or I want it to be others or I want it to be, you know, this project mm, over there. Mm, it could even just mm, be a new habit mm. that you're wanting to develop and going, oh, my gosh. Yep, yep. But it is, it's now then turning and going, you know what, I can see that self-reflection and now I'm going to turn and devote time and energy elsewhere. So does it always have to be um, like 
feeding the poor or doing the the soup kitchen can it be literally hey this is what i'm passionate about can i leave a a christ-like love to those around oh absolutely absolutely you can still make jam man no stress no stress yeah i wouldn't live in binary land by saying oh so then therefore we can never do anything we can't bake or cook nice food so if i'm watching netflix how do i leave love in my wake Mm. by watching netflix let's say there's a saying that Danielle and I have embraced for the last probably 20 years, right? And it is that it's very simple to transform your life from being a solitary, selfish person to a missional disciple of Jesus. And every person can easily do Ooh, it. I'm waiting far for this. More Come on. Easily, far more easily than they think they can. Yeah. They're waiting for some noble thing, right? Getting swallowed by a fish and vomited up <laughs> on the shores of Nineveh. <laughs> Here's what it is. You take what you love and you turn it into how you love. Wow. Right? Excellent. If you have a big screen TV and you love watching footy games, mm. cool. Imagine not being the only one watching that game. Imagine finding two yeah. or three other people Brilliant. who could really use so a friend good. and saying, yeah, I know that guy needs some encouragement. Come come watch footy with me. I'm now turning what I love football into how I love. And when I change it from a what I love into a how I love, now I'm actually leaving something in my way that's more reflective. I think I'm just going to steal that. that for my next sermon idea. <laughs> I reckon it's a compelling, you know. That's, that is that's an amazing me. I didn't come up with yeah. that. I stole it from someone else, but I'm not giving you any credit because <laughs> now I've been saying it for so many years, I feel like it's indigenous to me. Now, it is an amazing thought, though, because then people are not saying, oh, I can't have interests and I can't have – it's actually just taking people along the journey and involving, you know, your God's story and your life, Mm. which is what Mm. we're called to do. And so, in turn, if I'm making jam, I give jam to you guys. Uh, (laughs) We finally got there. Or or I can drop off my kids and you can teach them to make jam. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think that's a good point. Like, we all know people, right? There's a particular lady that we all know well, and she is like the world's most black belt German baker, right? Yep. She's a yep. dessert queen. Queen. Cooks queen bakes, of right? queens, man. But yeah. you think about that lady. She won't be getting my She jam. uses her <laughs> absolute delight in the culinary arts to leave love in her way. She does, right? yeah. She, Absolutely. She bombs people with food. She rocks up to youth programs and goes, yeah, yeah. I'll cook. Oh, oh, those poor, lonely kids with no structure and home life don't know how to cook. Let me teach. You know, like, yeah, totally. so she takes what she loves and makes it how she loves. And here's the thing. She, her yeah. life is no less joyous because she's not now been an ascetic. Oh, no, it's unspiritual for me loving cooking. Therefore, I can't love cooking and I'll go and find, you know, I'll go and, um, yeah. oh, I don't know, whatever, mm. Bible study all day. No, no, she just took what she loves and now she makes it how she loves. It's a very subtle twist. And those who have done it, you, I feel like because I'm thinking of someone else now and then someone else. And I think, yeah, they've, they've found a level of fulfillment yeah. that others mm. don't have, say, mm. with the things that they're interested in. Or, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, a craft group, for example, they'll start a connect group because they love craft and so they do craft connect yeah. group or yeah. mum's mm. group, mm-hmm. same deal. Mm-hmm. Like they, mm. they love to do family, parents, you know, support each other. So we now yeah. we have a family connect group or something mm. like that. Like, it's so good. Mm. And so whether it's, in you know, involving our kids or our partners or our neighbours or our friends or our church community, it's pretty powerful to say, hey, come join lives with me mm. and mm. let's do this together and let's see, you know, the result of Jesus at the end of it. The other thing I think is worth noting too in the stock take is that, like, you turn what you love into kind of a missional lifestyle, mm. but then also going, where is Jesus in the midst of yeah. your daily routine? Because mm. yeah. I think, again, we, we don't want to just be Sunday Christians. And I think also... Without that observation, Bethany, then this conversation just becomes like a work-centered mentality thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be out there doing stuff for yeah. others. But again, no, no, because you're not living under law. This is not a rule. This is not a law. This is simply 
if I truly loved God with all my heart, mind, soul, yeah. and strength, right? And what does that look like? Well, for the Christian, loving God isn't just some ethereal, amorphous blob out there in the cosmos. It yeah. is the God that I know in the face of Jesus Christ. How I love God is I give my utter devotion to Jesus, right? Mm. Uh, and so then if I'm truly doing that, then what I am going to do is I'm going to make sure that, you know, it's fine to obsess over jam, but I'm going to make sure that I discipline myself to also train myself to obsess over Jesus as well. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to curate my heart. So I'm going to cultivate my lovings and longings and yearnings. You know, like mm. all love is habitual, right? You didn't start off as a jam lover. Somehow you got there, right? Totally. But ultimately what happened is you got, <laughs> you you fell into the rabbit warren and you got habituated into it, right? Totally. And there's no problem with that. There's no problem with that. But... There are higher loves and lower loves, right? So Correct. you you wouldn't go, you know, I'd sacrifice my children for this jam. No, right? definitely But you probably sacrifice jam for your children because yeah. there's a higher love in your children mm-hmm. than what's invested in jam, right? 100%. And that doesn't detract from the higher meaning of the jam jam hobby, right? But it's like that there are types of love now, aren't there? Like there's like, yeah. mate, the type of love I have for my family, I take a bullet for them. Mm. And I like F1, but I'm not taking a bullet for, you know, <laughs> Max Verstappen, you know, <laughs> not unless yeah. he's right in front of me. Um so there are higher loves and therefore it is like learning not to place lower loves in the position that a higher love should be. Mm. So therefore, why would I let, like me personally, I love martial arts, right? I yep. think about it. I read about it. I compare them all. I watch YouTube videos of different masters. I watch different videos of fake things, real things, all this stuff. I've trained in it and it's occupied a lot of real estate in my brain over the years, right? Yep. But I should never let that lower love take the place of Jesus, but I easily could because ultimately, yeah. as this might be the one time I ever quote John Calvin on this podcast, <laughs> said the human heart is an idol factory, right? Mm. We're just constantly churning out like That is a good loves. quote though. Yeah. Mm. How, how do you make sure you don't allow jam or martial arts? or whatever to occupy that higher love space Mm, good question okay so we we talked about like retroactively looking back at your schedule Mm. what have i done whenever i could think about or do whatever i wanted to right then secondly you this is the essence of spiritual disciplines right not legalisms that mean oh you're only spiritual if you follow this formula but the essence of spiritual disciplines is if all um love is cultivated and that what I love is habituated, then I'm going to structure in ways to make sure that I habitually love Christ. Mm. And for the New Testament writers, the way that you did that always had a corporate expression because it's unanimously recognized in the New Testament. You can't possibly do this on your own. A, Mm. you need the power of the Holy Spirit. B, you need the power of community to be helping you shape and form your loves. Otherwise, when you do it off on your own, your loves become malformed and weird, mm. and we all know that anyway. Yeah. You know, those super spiritual yeah. people that we were talking about before, Bethany, they're a product of of um, people who haven't learned to live in the historical Christian community of faith where we don't have a disembodied super spiritual you know, um, mm. unreality but we live a completely incarnated earthly existence, our feet fully on the ground, Mm. bringing together the love of Jesus on the one hand and the pain of the world on the other hand, and we live between those very two things, recognizing them both, you know. So how do I do that? Well, I structure it in, right? I have times where I know, just like I do with martial arts training, I have times where I know I'm definitely turning up to a class or I'm definitely practicing this or I'm definitely going to, you know, think about this or whatever. Well, I'm definitely practicing loving Jesus by Worshipping with the saints. So it's being, being intentional yeah. in every area of your life. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think to make it practical, though, because everyone said, well, I'm pretty intentional. Mm. But to make it practical, it's like, well, whatever you repeatedly give your focused attention to, oh, that's, that's what yeah. you love. That's what you love. So how do I regularly give focused attention to practicing the presence of Jesus? Very good. Noting that Jesus never goes away, right? <laughs> I am. So for me, it's the mindfulness of I am constantly surrounded by the 100% always available Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I am indwelt by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And times where I feel far away from God or I forget about God or whatever, quite common, right? I need to recognize God is not actually far away. My mind is far away from mm. God because I am setting my love on other things. Yeah. So stopping and disciplining myself. So it's going to be a morning prayer and worship time. Yeah. It's going to be worshiping with the community of God in small groups and in yeah. church services and all, all those sorts of things. It's also going to be filling my life with chewing over God's word um, mm. and knowing that that's a means of grace that shapes me back into the image of God and cultivates my loves, you know. It just reminds me recently in um, one of our staff meetings, we talked about how we cultivate the presence of God in our mm. own lives and mm. that closeness with Jesus, which then is is part of us giving our focused attention to mm. Jesus in that mm. area mm. that we know um, kind of develops that further closeness. And I just think it's worth noting that everyone listening does it really differently. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it's not so much, hey, are you reading your Bible for 10 minutes, journaling for five minutes, That's and then right. praying That's for right. three, <laughs> but actually are you giving focused attention to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. that, where's his word coming in? Because obviously yep. we need to be growing yep. in his word. But for some of you that's, you know, listening, that's going to be, you know, walking in the park and going mm-hmm. for a jog and just listening to worship and just maybe praying throughout that time. Others it's going to be driving. Others it's yeah. going to be journaling. But it is the, yeah. the focused attention on Jesus. And so mm-hmm. as we take mm-hmm. our stock take, it's kind of looking at at not just how we um, switch what we love to how we love, mm. but also mm. then mm. going, hey, where's my focused attention to Jesus and is it just Sundays or is it yeah. actually weaving yeah. its way into my life mm. Um, mm. even as things are going on in our households or whatever. So it's a, a yeah. great yeah. thought. John Piper has an awesome book called Desiring God. Oh, and, yeah. and in that book he talks about his philosophy of Christian hedonism, right? And he goes starting, predominantly relies heavily on the Psalms and how if you truly read the way the Psalmists talk about God, God is the best thing on the planet, right? Objectively, God is good. The Psalmists talk about, you know, this Psalm, the, the essence of Christian hedonism is this Psalm that says, you cause me to drink from your river of delights. You know, mm, like yeah. just think about that, right? So his thing of Christian hedonism is if you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength, you love the best thing in the universe. Yeah. It's its own reward being in relationship with that being. It's it's mm. inherently good and good for yeah. you and healing, right? And so if you practice Christian hedonism, it flows over and impacts all the other areas of your life. Now, what I love about that thought is it's not just about like, oh, I better whip myself and flagellate myself into loving God. You know, I think some people have a negatively ascetic view of Christian spirituality, so it's always like irksome drudgery <laughs> versus you know, no one had to teach me to drink and drink booze and mm. smoke weed. It was like just innately <laughs> wonderful to enjoy. You know, like there's yeah. no yeah. mystery in my mind why we have drug addicts. Drugs are great, right? But then turning your love from that self-love, self-experience onto the best thing in the universe, yeah. you think drugs are good? Wait till you drink from God's river of delights, man, mm. right? And then sort of cultivating that intimate closeness with the best thing. I mean, you know, obviously not yeah. being a person, but with the best thing in the universe. Yeah. yeah then suddenly it is a self-rewarding process and pathway. But also you're synchronizing yourself with the realities behind the cosmos. Like you're actually made in God's image, so you're made to drink from those rivers of delights. And life will never be as good as it could possibly be unless you do that. Mm. In the words of St. Augustine, 
God of heaven, you have made us for yourself and we are restless until we find our rest in you. You know, mm. so all restless things find rest in God. And so ultimately this is the human condition, right? We've trained our whole lives to love and long for and yearn after not God. Mm. And then when God comes along, we're so scared to let go of something like a kid that won't let go of a filthy, ratty, tiny, yeah. rat-infested teddy bear. <laughs> yep. And God's giving us the biggest, best one ever to switch over to. But yep. we're so afraid to let go because yeah, of what we time. would lose. You know, wow. yeah. It's like, nah, man, drink from those river of delights. A, all perception that it's drudgery is deception, mm. you know, because it's like the most painful thing in the world is dying to self. But if I actually do it and embrace the God of the universe that I see in the face of Jesus, it's innately good for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, smoke that in your pipe, people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Jason, any last thoughts before we close off? Oh, wow. I, I think the, the best statement so far would be the look at your diary and see what you are doing because that's what you're going to be loving. So mm. if in your, your time of freedom or your time of spare time, what you are doing is really what you love. Mm. Um, Mm. And then I need to give you guys some jam. But, and, and it would be <laughs> remiss to finish that. without this thought too, right? But in, instead of going, do I love God or do I make jam? Mm. What if I made jam and, and loved God. God at the same time? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm making jam. You know, I think it's Colossians, Ephesians, whatever. Mm. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Yeah. Bam. It's beautiful. There's a lot in that uh, podcast to ponder on, folks. I'm so glad you've tuned in. So thanks for stopping by. And if you'd like to stay connected with us as Encounter Church, you can check us out on YouTube, Encounter Church TV, or Encounter Church AU on Insta. We're all about leaving, um, leading lives that leave love in our wake. So until next time, maybe you can find ways to do just that. Bye for now. Don't forget Bye-bye. to follow. <laughs>